Hello and welcome to the Galoots Podcast. I'm your host, Gibby. I'm also a host, Niall. And I'm Dara. And today we are joined by a very special guest. He's a professional wrestler, but not the kind that competes in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, trained in the Irish School of Wrestling. It's Alex Grayson, and he's here to tell us about his wrestling and some of his paranormal experiences. Spooky shit. Uh, this is episode four of our Spooktoberfest. This is going out Halloween week, hence... <laughs> hence, I, I got a haircut. Hence I don't this. know if you've noticed. <laughs> 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 Do you want to explain? I can dress up. I'm obviously dressed up as well, you know. He's yeah. dressed up as a professional wrestler. Right? <laughs> dressed up as a real person. He's dressed up as someone who doesn't want to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is episode four. So, if you have missed any of our episodes, there'll be a card up in the in the corner there, and there'll also be links down in the description to our other our other videos going out this this, this month. I don't know why I looked when you were like up in the corner, like. <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, uh, Alex? Uh, well, you've, you've, <laughs> I think you covered me fairly well there already. Uh, yeah, I'm Alex Grayson. I've been wrestling for uh, about five years. Uh, I've trained him for five years. I've been working shows for about three, COVID and all, so two really. Um, yeah, and I've, I've had some. My fair share of uh, paranormal stuff happened. I know a lot about stories and stuff and a couple of things from my family. And Yeah, a lot of spooky shit has happened. <laughs> not, yeah. not at the same time, though. Wrestling and spooky shit hasn't crossed over yet. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the emphasis yeah. is on yet. There's always a possibility. <laughs> so so as, I'm, as I'm aware, you train with the Irish School of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you recently had, you were training people or you were helping people? I, I help train. Yeah. Um, so it's... This is the, I guess, second iteration of the School of Irish Wrestling. And um, it reopened at the start of October uh, with restrictions lifting. And um, Paddy Morrow, who is one of the trainers, he's also my brother-in-law, um, or soon to be brother-in-law. And um, Paddy takes beginners on a Saturday, and I've kind of just been asked to help. Um, so we have a big setup now. We have two rings, and a lot of new trainees have come in. So you need the more people to help. So uh, me and Paddy have heard in the previous school and now in this school I've just been helping. It's more so I'm getting beaten up and demonstrated on and <laughs> yeah. I, I help occasionally with advice. Fair <laughs> enough. That's really my role. Fair enough. <laughs> That's good. Uh, how, did, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? Um, so I've always loved wrestling um, since I was a child. Um, I was obsessed with it. And then um, by the age of a bit, 12 or 13 I kind of decided that is what I wanted to do I saw an Irish guy wrestling in Japan and unlike kind of some of the the people who had seen that transitions from Ireland um like Seamus and stuff Seamus was like six foot four and jacked um so <laughs> he wasn't my body build at all but I came across um a guy called uh, Prince Devitt who's a lot shorter um more my size you're trying your best <laughs> I don't know why the camera keeps going off. <laughs> do you want to sort that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he's going to do this every five minutes. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> the camera's just constantly clicking like <laughs> my mustache keeps falling off. <laughs> it's trying to catch the mustache falling off. I think that's what it's like. <laughs> so seductive as well, especially in the Wario costume. It's set to 45 photos every five minutes. Oh, my Wario is quite seductive. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so like, I think we dress the elephant in the room. Gibby's obviously dressed up as Wario. Dara's got a. <laughs> Dara's got a. Whatever this is. Yeah, he's got the rattle to match with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like these are all like the costumes that we all got each other. Uh, there is a, a video in the in the corner up there, yeah, which you can go watch now and and see the origin of our. Of our costumes, just My, assaulting this man in tape. Yeah, yeah. Mine was originally like Gibby, like it was like a twenty pound limit on buying the costumes, and of course I got Gibby like this nice Wario costume, and he just handed me two rolls of duct tape, and he's covered me. I can barely even stand up. That's why I'm holding the microphone, and so like to add to it because like Seamus isn't here, we decided to also throw the hot dog costume on top of it. So now, now I just. Throughout most of the podcast, you're probably just going to hear like tape in the background. It's going to sound great. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So you've been wrestling for a long time. Well, yeah. I eventually then found that uh, I went to Comic Con one year and uh, there was a school wrestling on the show. And uh, that was the first school I'd went and trained with. And then that school closed down and then the school of virus wrestling formed pretty much straight out of that uh, fairly fast. <laughs> Minus the duct tape, man, was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I found that when I was about 16 and I started training then. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Any questions, boys? I said, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, wrestling is, like, a proper, like, good profession and stuff mm. like that. We do. I wouldn't say, like, I'd have, like, that much knowledge on it because, like, I didn't have, like, Sky, so I wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> WWE yeah. or anything like that. But I did have you got anything like coming up soon enough or is it because of um, restrictions and stuff like that? So the way it's working at the moment, the school of Irish wrestling is owned by OTT, mm. uh, Over the Top Wrestling. And that's the main promotion in Ireland. Uh, it's maybe second or third biggest in Europe. Oh. Uh, so it's an on-demand service. It's okay. <laughs> um, so we have an on-demand service and that has uh, thousands of subscribers in the States and we get lads over from Japan and America. Um, so the school is owned by that. Um, so at the moment, I don't have particularly anything uh, lined up, but hopefully something soon will come up. Uh, OTT has a lot of shows running, and our school has not any shows announced at the time. All right. That's good. So yeah. there's like, I think in October, there's about six OTT shows, and then I'm sure there's a lot more <laughs> in the next two months as well. That's good. Uh, yeah. So even with restrictions we've managed to do, everything's been managed to run all right. We're running Belfast. Um, at a, for Chiefs capacity. Um, I think we're doing it on October 30th. Right. I don't know what the capacity would be with restrictions, but before COVID, it was like 2,000 people you'd sell it out at. That's good. Um, I think that's kind of just how everything is at the moment. Like, this is hard to look at. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Well, lean forward. Why am I leaning forward? Because we need to promote the official merch. Oh, the official merch. I am wearing my official merch underneath my Wario costume. On. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> This is how we promote. Is this how we're doing promotions now? It is now. Theme promotions. Yeah. Theme promotions. 
We'll, we'll hook you up with a hat and a t-shirt if you want. I, that's the least I expect. I'm not a soup can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring that over here. I was curious about what these were. Oh, that's, that's not a urine song. Not a urine song. Uh, you put my hand on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess the biggest question that any wrestler gets... <laughs> You know, this in the car. <laughs> See what we did. Uh, yeah. Is what do you what keeps you going back to wrestling? What is the best part of wrestling for you? Um, and then uh, on the flip side of that, what is the worst? I, I'd say the worst is I haven't experienced yet. Um, when you start wrestling full time, and you know it is your full job. Um, and you're working as an independent wrestler, you have to go travel to all these countries, which sounds great. And then if you ever get over to WWE, their schedule, I think is 300 days a year. Um, so a lot of people don't take into account, like you could be wrestling like Monday to Friday, let's say. Um, but you're in one town Monday, you're in another town that could be across the country on Tuesday. So you need to finish wrestling and then you need to get on a plane or drive. You know, So I haven't ex- had to experience that kind of travel yet. Um, but that's generally seen as maybe the worst part is being away from home so much and um, the travel it kind of you know you're getting your ass beat around yeah, <laughs> so you're all sore and then you got to get into a cramped car or an, onto a, a, a plane like you, you don't your body doesn't feel great <laughs> so, it's just, so it's just like mostly the endurance of it all yeah like a lot of people can put up with the physicality of it but sometimes it's the dedication to like the travel I think is what kills a lot of people in the end we kind of have a handy with OTT being the big one here. You don't have to travel very much. The most <laughs> further we have to go is just Belfast. <laughs> so that's, that's not too bad. Hey, that's, that's up your ends. That is up my ends. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Catch a show. Catch a show. It's always in the Europa Hotel. So. <laughs> yeah, but I said I'd probably be the worst part. I don't know what I like the most. It's just something I've always been attracted to since I was a child. I guess it was just really the like the the drama of it. Like everybody's so over yeah. overhyped and like there are all these like big personalities and stuff. So I think that's probably what attracted me the most when I was a kid. Um there was like a couple of people like there's a guy called Chris Jericho and his whole thing was basically he thought he was a rock star, so he wore these like major <laughs> outfits. I thought he was fantastic. Um you know, very like diva like um, so, but as I got older, I kind of started to notice that people like they're just really athletic, and it's kind of like the best best mix you'd get of you know, um, real athletic sport, but then just this super like martial arts looking stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, like there's so much there's there's nothing there's no like wrong way of doing stuff in wrestling as well. You can do it whatever way you want to, and I think that gives you a lot of freedom as well. So it gives you a lot of creativity, freedom. Like you can be a character, but you can also put together a, a match that someone might never have seen or somebody thinks wrestling may look this way but you can do it this way and like it's comedy wrestling and stuff as well which is hilarious at times I've only watched like a few like like I said I never really watched WWE but the one times I did view it I remember when I was younger and I saw one where most of the time they hold like they let on believe that they actually killed one of the wrestlers and then they have like the funeral in the ring in the <laughs> ring and stuff like but I remember like being younger and stuff and then they do the bit where like he obviously like, comes out of the coffin and, and I oh, it just blew it blew my mind <laughs> I'm just yeah. like I'm just sitting here like did 
Is no one freaking out that <laughs> resurrection? Yeah, that resurrection has just happened in this middle of a we WWE match. That was rampant. Yeah, <laughs> blew my mind. Point. Like, um, I, like the whole kind of story of wrestling, even dangerous to a match, is that you're trying to tell a story, and mm. even if it's just telling the story in physicality, there's a way of doing it. So that's always really fun too. There is also uh, there was a guy called the Undertaker. Um, uh, who is probably I assume this I is think who that's you, who we're talking about yeah. not many people would have resurrected but this man was supposed <laughs> to have superpowers <laughs> and was supposed to be dead and he'd wrestled for like 30 years <laughs> so you know when you're a dead guy I suppose you can do what you like <laughs> you can do it so. how Halloween-y actually now I guess I should have dressed as the Undertaker. You should have. (laughs) But you dressed as Alex Grayson instead. There's a photo of me as a kid dressed as the Undertaker, and it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) There's a photo somewhere. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to get into the spookier side of things. Talk about a final question. Oh, one more question. I don't. It's one of those questions that every wrestler gets asked. Can you beat up my dad? (laughs) Maybe <laughs> has he heard your height? Like, let's, let's break this down for a second. How tall is he? What does he weigh? How old is he? Afterwards, I'm gonna be your dad. <laughs> yeah, like, you, is this match for the custody of you, or is this just like, which is also a thing that's happened in wrestling? The child's custody has been put on the line once. Jeez. no joke. It's madness. There's a ladder match at least. <laughs> the kid's got a chair oh! <laughs> he's on the top rope it wasn't far from that I'll be quite honest the lawyers got involved oh! <laughs> holy shit is that the undertaker <laughs> <laughs> and his name is John Cena <laughs> John Cena has one custody <laughs> He's, he's now owned by The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Joint custody between him and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, that's a poor child. <laughs> you see that kid? I'm going to take him. I'm going to raise him good. I'm going to teach him morals and how to respect you women. You watch wrestling. You, you I'm aware. Wrestling I'm aware. No, that's no, all like the, the memes and stuff. I'm aware of Macho Man Randy Savage. Like, I'm, yeah. But I think, like, I don't, Sunday, I don't, Sunday, I don't, Sunday. I don't like I don't like Macho Man, Undertaker, John Cena, and probably the Boogeyman because uh, that's I'm how the rock, that's, man. I'm the rock. Well, but yeah, I'm, people forget he's a wrestler. It's crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he did fun, that man. one movie where he was half scorpion, half man. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also um, what's the name of the actor who plays Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Batista. Yeah, yeah Batista. Batista. He was a wrestler as well. He like? was huge when I was a kid like mm-hmm. when I was about four or five he was like the guy at the time so right. it's funny to see him running around the movies I guess would you ever after you've you followed your wrestling career path would you ever think of going into acting um yeah maybe um I I quite like film and cinematography and stuff and I think that helps with wrestling as mm. well so I don't know if I like it because it helps with wrestling and that's where I'm aiming to do I don't know if I could be funny though like on command you mm-hmm. know kind of way like or uh, yeah maybe I think I'd, I'd I'd enjoy it a lot but it'd probably take a lot but I mean look at the lads that have transitions <laughs> over from wrestling to acting like Batista and stuff like they kind of get given very stereotypical mm-hmm. roles but they end up kind of being good at it and getting out of it so I guess um, obviously I'm nowhere the size of John Cena <laughs> to rock and Batista so maybe I uh, maybe I'd fare a little bit better <laughs> instead of just being like 
stereotype. You know? yeah, hopefully this podcast gives you like some interview experience then. Oh, least. yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so Interviewed there. by a hot dog warrior. <laughs> that, this is what could make me the new James Bond, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave the mustache on. It keeps falling off. My mu- <laughs> like, top lip is like... Watch. If, it, if all else oh, <laughs> if all else fails, we'll get a, one of the black markers from the board. Oh, I was gonna say we have so much tape lying around. While we just taped, like here, because <laughs> my top my top lip is getting kind of sweaty under here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna ask you the is it fake question. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on swiftly from there onto the more spooky stuff. <laughs> I tell you, like, what has been like before? What has been like your personal, like, used to personal experience with like paranormal? Sort of. I know for me, I haven't really. There was always like where I lived. There was just the, the house up in the hill that no one ever went into, and there was always like rumors about what happened there. Is that like, my past on the way to your house? No, it, no. it's in the the village that I live no. in. You know, it was like Patterson's was the name of it, and I went up there and. My one of my cousins was like taking pictures for like art, and because we knew like the rumors when we looked at the pictures, oh, we see a face, we can see people standing <laughs> in the window, and it's like, no, that's a branch and stuff like that. It's like... What about you, Dara? Um, I have a few. I don't know which one to which one to. But say. but do you do you believe in paranormal activities yes. and and the likes? Yes, mm. I do. What about you? I, I... See, growing up as a child... The stories you've told me, you cannot say no to this question. Yeah. Like, when we, we originally talked about doing this podcast, me and Brian were just on the phone, and uh, just sitting, and he was just sitting in his car, and he was just like, yeah, I, I'm terrified now. <laughs> and yeah. like, Cross this dark road. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and into my house. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. I'd say, like I said, I haven't had much experience, but I'm not like completely opposed to the idea of like the unexplainable, yeah, in a way. I mean, I mean, as a child, my uh, my parents used to tell me like stories about our house and how it was at one point a haunted house. And then like a family friend said he every time he came over to the house, he felt uncomfortable. So he like did a blessing and expelled the spirit that was in the house and it all kind of stopped after that. Mm-hmm. But recently it started picking up again kind of thing. But as a child, I always wanted to experience something. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know ghosts exist or whatever Mm -hmm. and then that kind of faded away and then up until just like three years ago i had nothing and then i had like one experience and it's all kind of like snowball snowball (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then you obviously yeah what else yeah i've had my fair few stories uh over the years um so i do believe i'm still slightly skeptical of certain things and i don't know what they are, if that makes sense. But if like someone was to just go to you, yes, no, do you? Believe? Oh yeah, no, I do entirely. So mm-hmm. like I, I, I have a lot of kind of um, information on um, uh, the likes of Wicca and stuff. So that I'd be a little bit more like, you know, what is mm-hmm. somebody just talking bollocks and saying, you know, <laughs> real stuff. But I, I've had my fair few stories where, I, especially um, where I live currently, it's my family home. My dad is a groundskeeper, but used to be um, a teaching college, and uh, the grounds are hundreds and hundreds of years old. I was saying on the way up, I think I could be wrong. I think our house, at least, that is on the grounds. I think the house is almost about two hundred years old by itself. Um, the grounds used to be a castle. In, uh, used to be a nunnery at one stage. It was an uh, there was an inn. 
attached to it as well. So it's been through a lot over the years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a fair few instances that have taken place. Who wants to start us off with their first spooky story? Uh, I think, like like I said, with uh, the house on the hill and stuff, I, I told you last night of one that I saw. It was, like, my uh, during Halloween... And like the village I live in, there's always like the big bonfire and fireworks. But one year they did like floating lanterns, mm. you know, like that. And one of them went up and it got caught in one of the trees. And we all thought it was funny. So my brother took a picture of it. And then the next day he woke up and he, took, and he looked at the picture. And he could have swore that he saw like a face, like making out in the tree, like right. just white. And just like the eyes, the nose, and then just like a wee bit of like the jaw. Mm. And then he, he saw it and he was, oh, this is crazy. I have to send it to one of my friends. And she has, the friend had the exact same make of the phone, mm. like to the, just the exact same model. But when he sent it, she was like, what face are you talking about? And they compared the two yeah. phones and there was only one face in it. That's very strange. I don't know if it, it could have been something to do with like the brightness or whatever, yeah. but it was always just one of those things because we, we were just looking at it and it was, might be like a sort of, <laughs> it might be some exclamation, maybe it was just like a, dead pixels or something on my brother's phone <laughs> and that, that was just a, wouldn't that ruin most like the conjuring and stuff ah oh, no the pixels on the phone are just yeah. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean well we sat in here last night eating our dinner watching spooky videos so <laughs> oh yeah and what, what, what did we watch uh, the, the Walton Files we were yeah. watching so while we were watching them Kibi <laughs> decided it would be a good, a good idea to scare me so, <laughs> we were met, we were met just, a, a minute and a half into this video. Into this these are all just like a, 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 I don't know. At this get. point, they were just pissing themselves because it was supposed to be like this creepy digital tape, like uh, analog, okay. and it just like cuts to like random images of like distorted faces, and they're just pissing themselves, <laughs> laughing. Oh, it's supposed boy. to be like it's all this happy music, and then just cuts to just <laughs> no eyes and stuff like that, and they're just. <laughs> so we're, we're laughing away, and. Uh, all of a sudden, it cuts to something completely different. Yeah. Like, it sort, it sort of gets your attention. So, I don't normally get engulfed in these things, but I was just, like, I was just looking at it, and I just started to, like, really... I could see him leaning I forward in his chair. I, I, like, faded away from reality, just got sucked, into sucked into this video, just watching, and he just goes... <laughs> I, I jumped, nearly... Then, like, it took me a split second, I realised I turned around, and he was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so but I, get, I, I get let about, I let yeah. about three or four minutes pass. <laughs> and he, he does starts, the same to me then. <laughs> he starts talking about it. He says something, oh, this this thing's going to blink or something. And he started predicting. So I just, like, as loud as I could, shouted in his ear. And his reaction must have went on for at least five seconds. It was like a reaction. It was like a... Yeah, you legit stood there for, like, ages. Like, your eyes were perfect circles. At that <laughs> I mean, you're in a warehouse. It's fairly... <laughs> anything just come up and grab you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah. you do find some like weird stuff on, on YouTube. There was, uh, we had a friend, we were just, same sort of thing, you just go down this rabbit hole of finding all this crap on, on YouTube. Hmm. We found one that was like quite upsetting to watch. Right. It was, I don't know, it was some real life um, serial killer. He'd murdered his family, I think is what it was. Yeah, it was, he'd murdered his family, but he reported it and all this sort of stuff. So they didn't think it was him in this whole situation. Mm. Uh, so it, his wife and the two kids had gone missing. 
Oh, I think I saw that. I can't remember the name. I, I can't remember the name of the family. It only happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. All right. Um, the but the footage that is up is the police going into the house and there's like, they pinpoint all this stuff that happens and you're like, this is really unsettling. So like they go into the house and you can see like a shadow of what looks like a child up on the stairs dart away. Yes. And then like, but this is <laughs> all like, be... this is all hard cam on the police chest. Oh. Like, so it's not even like tampered with. This is their yeah, actual footage. So like they don't even notice the thing, but your man obviously freezes the roof and points it out and all this sort of stuff. Um, then you hear like someone talking throughout the house, like a wife, it's supposed, supposedly the wife, um, calling for like the little girl or something, or it's like stop or something. Something like there's voices here and you can hear it on the camera. And they're kind of like, what the hell is going on sort of deal. Then they're still looking throughout the house and they go up to like an in, uh, walk-in closet, just full of shoes and a, uh, like a, you know, like a two-year-old shop, like toy noise, mm-hmm. like that, like cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, like, ch- yeah, something like that, like uh, like um, a Barbie would make out there, like that sort of like talk, starts talking to them mm-hmm. on the ground and they searched them, pulled out everything, they couldn't find the thing and it didn't happen again. Um, so then that's when the police are like, nah, we'll get out of here, like someone else can come back. Uh, so they leave and then they have to come back to the house because they're getting reports of seeing the family in the house, uh, the wife and the, the two kids and the husband somewhere else. And uh, like by the neighbors, and they go in in the pitch black, and nothing happens. They don't hear anything. Then it turned out he'd murdered them. And I think he ends up maybe turning himself in or whatever. Um, but <laughs> it was like we'd watch all these crappy videos, and then we watched this, and I was like, Nah, that's enough. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna gotta go to bed now. <laughs> well, we started we started off by watching uh, the TGF Bro haunted pub video. Have you seen that? Uh, no. It is. The pub's a thousand the, years old. The pub is a thousand years old. It's the oldest pub in the UK. Wow, okay. And they're talking about like all these secret passages, like priests used priest to priest the call. Oh, yeah. I know of it, but I haven't seen a video on it, but I've read it. And like, it. you know, they're sitting, they're standing behind the bar looking at all the CCTV cameras and they hear this noise and it's like, it sounds like somebody pulling out a chair. Mm. But then they like review the CCTV footage and you can see a box just on, on tables like this just move across the table but it only moves but like it, a, it only like, moves like, like a small bit a small mm, yeah. bit I find stuff like that like when I was a kid like I've always loved the supernatural I've always had like, an obsession with like the ominous and stuff mm-hmm. I was just kind of really interested like I loved Harry Potter and Charmed and all that sort of stuff when I was a kid um, Charmed was a horrible show but when you're <laughs> a kid it's great yeah um, I, st- I stand by Buffy but, but um, <laughs> Uh, so I used to watch Most Haunted yeah. uh, when I was a kid, and me and my mom would watch it all the time. And when I think about it now, like stuff like that, I don't know if I believe in that sort of stuff. It's on TV because it, it is on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to like the hard cam stuff and stuff like that happening, I, I'll buy it. But yeah. when it comes to the TV stuff now, I'm still like, eh. see, I have a I have a slightly similar story to that. So this this was my first like big experience that I'm like, there is no explanation to that kind. You didn't tell us this one yet, did no. you? You said you were saving this one oh, for this. Okay. So this happened about three years ago. I was in first year in uni in, in Bath. And I lived I lived in, like, halls with seven other people. And where my room was, was smack bam in the middle of everybody else. And it was opposite the kitchen. And it must I, it was like a Sunday or something. I'm lying in bed. It's probably like two in the morning, half two maybe. And I'm like kind of asleep but kind of not asleep because 
where, where, where my room was, I didn't get much sleep because, you know, people would be in the kitchen till like mm. four in the morning or whatever. So I'm in the, I'm in my room, I'm like half asleep and all of a sudden this thing flies off my shelf. So I had this big long shelf that spanned across my desk and there was this like pegboard sign mm. that was in the corner of my shelf and it just flies off the shelf onto the floor. And the reason that makes it so spooky is that there were cans of beer, full cans of beer propping up, like making sure it doesn't fall over. Mm. And the cans of beer were still standing up just, as if somebody had grabbed it and chucked it on the floor. Mm. But the reason that it could be, cause there's nothing like there wasn't a door slammed or anything, mm. you know, and it made this last massive like boom sound. And, uh, and then, you know, I just kind of think that's really weird. So I turn the light on, I get up and I put it back on the shelf. And I just get back into bed and I don't think anything of it. And then I'm thinking about it the next day. And I'm like, we got an email two weeks ago to say that there was a student who lived in the apart in the flat below us that threw themselves in front of a train. Oh, oh nah. So it's like, mm, yeah. what, what else could it have been than that? You know, it's like, Cause it's a new building as well. I, like I know from other stories as well, like college, like student accommodation, a lot of weird stuff happens yeah. in them. And like, not even of like the average weird stuff that happens <laughs> in them. But um, just from like friends, of, like I, I won't share the story cause it's not great. But um, like just from a friend of mine who she'd be very into all this sort of stuff as well. She lived through an experience like this, not where her, her roommate, I think it was what it was. And then, I think they went to college in Scotland, um, but like just loads of stories of that building alone. And then after she finished her final year, they just closed the whole building down because they were kind of sick of weird stuff happening. It's basically this whole student accommodation just were like, yeah, now this building's done. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, never mind. In my uni, they just straight up told us that the halls that we were living in used to be like a mental hospital like a recovery ward oh, nice <laughs> and you could definitely tell by like the sort of architecture or my building that i was living if i lived in like uh one, like of, Asylum. one of the <laughs> one of these one of these states and then i lived in a building that was recently built but you could tell like you go to the back and it's actually just walls but then you go out the front and it sort of has that sort of architecture no yeah. and, and then you go i walk past like the fire exit and just down the, you see like the blue tiled hallway sort of thing and the sort of glass pattern and there's bars on the windows as well on all accommodation it's just like, that's worse than your story living in there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd but, rather i'd rather my story happen than have to live in there in a mental asylum yeah it's all just good just thinking about oh my god it's a mental asylum but then you have like just people in like doing parties and like <laughs> just imagine yeah <laughs> People showing up in like gowns and stuff like that, and they're just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that Gibby always mentioned before, like you were coming here, was you said something about holding someone's hand, and you were able to. So yeah, this is the friend I, I just mentioned there. Okay. Um, yeah, she 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 trains with me as well, um, and it was around this time is when I started like researching into Wicca and stuff, and my my mom uh, white Wicca, so it's not like anything. Um, mm evil essentially is is the difference so, you know wicked would always be assumed with like the devil and stuff but white wicked is just all it, it'd be a lot of similarity to like buddhism and stuff in mm. a lot of mindfulness and stuff but okay. there's stuff that goes along with it would, would be the same of everything of like you know potential psychic abilities and all this where would stuff. you like do your research on it uh, there's books um my mom like i said she's had a lot of 
explaining as well. My mom's had a lot of experiences. Uh, she actually just got published a couple of her stories. I got, got into a magazine. Oh, right. Um, and um, it ended up having a two-page spread. We were, like, assuming it'd be, like, just a small paragraph to take out of everything she'd sent. And <laughs> gave but her, like, a, the centerfold, basically. <laughs> of all Jesus. Um, so I, I kind of knew of that already. So you read through books. Um, there's, like, specific things. That's not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as long as there's nobody beating the shit out of Yeah, just, knock, <laughs> just knocking the door. You talk about Wicked <laughs> in here? <laughs> the ghost just kicking your windows in. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, there, yeah. So, there's a couple of cameras. Certain, um, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> there's certain um, things, uh, like clairvoyance and stuff, that have been suggested as gifts, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, Basically, you'd have things like uh, certain things will like trigger memories, um, even like deja vu sort of effect, even if you've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, you can get like feelings, um, like you were saying about the ha- your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get the negative sense that something's not right and something's unwelcome. Um, then there's uh, there's lots of, of different abilities essentially. Um, so I am still slightly skeptical of the thought of them. But in my experience, what happened was we went for lunch one day after training and we were just talking about this sort of stuff. And she lives down the country. I've never been in her house. At this time, I only knew her a couple of weeks. Um, so I like, don't know what her house looks like. Still never been there at her family house as well. This is all about she's describing how um, the home she grew up in, her father passed away and just things in the house are going really weird. Um, there's a really negative feeling she was saying about the third floor of the house and you can't go up there without feeling just like a heaviness essentially and just kind of darkness is the way she was describing it to me and because I was only been researching all this starter stuff and my mom had experiences I'm like maybe I'll have something you know through birth and all this sort of stuff even to the extent that actually and I forgot to mention this to you before my mom went to a, a psychic once um, which again I'd be very skeptical of mm. people like mm. selling this yeah. information no that kind of way but she went and um she was told that um she would have a red hair baby uh, born five weeks premature um and something else about me and of course then my mom ends up being pregnant and i was born five weeks premature and of course, now I have red hair. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, a good thing you're born blonde. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I find that's quite interesting. She was told as well, she's the, uh, I don't know how this works, supposedly on your palm, if you have these abilities, you can read um, that someone else has them as well. So she was told she had the psychic cross on her palm um, as well. I think she learned in that. Uh, but Did yeah. you just try looking at your hands with the gloves on? <laughs> oh yes, warrior. I mean, I mean yellow. Why? <laughs> yellow plumber man. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, basically we were having this conversation. I was sharing stories as well, and um, I was like, by chance, as like I'm doing all this sort of reading, I was like, can you just give me your hand and just describe exactly what you felt? And there's a couple of sayings and stuff as well that you pick up through Wicked that are kind of like little like poems, essentially. Um, so I just did that. And um, as she's describing the feeling to me again, I managed to perfectly envision her upstairs of her house, uh, her family house. And um, so I, I said it to her. I was like, what I didn't like, 
seeing in my head is that I'm going up a stairs and there's a circle bay window here and it's a bit of foggy memory now but I think there was two doors here and there was a single door here or other way around but at the time I had it right and uh, she was like that is exactly what my, <laughs> my upstairs and my house looks like I was gonna say like how did it like was it just sort of an image that you it's saw like, in your mind it's like you know when you're like it's not like you're dreaming but like Half it's that sort of effect like my I just closed my eyes by chance and had her hand and it's, it's like I can just envision it in front of me what it looked like like me walking up the stairs essentially so walking mm -hmm. up her stairs the bay window and I stop on the stairs I don't go anywhere but there's the two doors and the single door and apparently it had it exactly as you uh, Scribed that creeped her out obviously a little bit. That <laughs> creeped me out as well. Um, I had a, another scenario of that with my manager that I used to work with. Um, she, we, same sort of conversations we were having. She's had a lot of weird experiences as well. Possibly had an exorcism done. I okay. don't really know what happened. It's kind of wild. Um, she was told never to wear certain jewelry ever again. And oh. They took it off her. Um, oh, damn. Uh, and she's Russian. So maybe she was just robbed. <laughs> 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 Who knows? Um, oh, but I look sweet in these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, so she was telling me all this sort of stuff and she was been having these weird dreams and it just wasn't that far after this had happened with me. So I was like, I'll try it again. And uh, I managed to describe her, the dream she told me about. I could describe the town she grew up in in, in Russia and that really weirded me out. And uh, I was like, we were on like a three hour break in work when this <laughs> happened. And I had to go back to work now. And my friend, <laughs> like my, my childhood friend was working with us. And I, afterwards, I just sat down. I was like, I'm so weird out there right now. <laughs> and he's like trying to like, are you sure you're okay? I was like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> and so that happened. Um, I've also had the, the weird feeling thing you're on about. Yeah. Uh, like the negative sense. Um, a friend of mine, she has a house in Philsborough. It's like the older part of town. Um, her house is, is big open space and the first couple of times I was in the house I got a really really negative feeling and it's before I knew kind of anything I'd done any research but then I'd kind of pinpointed back throughout my childhood all these weird feelings I'd gotten as well of certain places mm -hmm. and there's that museum on the Lewis line the Red Lewis yeah, line yeah. in there we went on a school trip and I really weirded out and I never knew why so a couple of times across my childhood I'd gotten experiences like that and like people ask, like, oh, are you sure it's just because you're uncomfortable in like surroundings you don't know? I'm like, no, I've never had that issue in my life. Like, I'm not the most like, sociable person at times, but like, <laughs> it's not like anything like that. I don't feel uncomfortable in somewhere I don't know. Um, so if it just happens to be that, it's that kind of thing as well. Like, maybe but just by chance, I just don't feel the surrounding. But uh, my friend says it happened as well, and I had asked her, did you mind if I do something about it? Um, because a lot of weird stuff was happening in her house as well at the time, a lot of odd noises and stuff, and the walls and stuff like that. And of course, now there's houses on your side, but they're only families, so like they're not like making racket or anything particularly. Um, so I, I'd planned on doing it. And I actually can't remember if I ever did. But stuff went away then. Like She stopped getting all these weird experiences happening to her. Um, I was in the house by myself for a period of time, just for like a day. And um, nothing happened in the house. And ever since then, nothing happened. Um, so I just kind of like sayings I would do, as, I suppose, every day as well. Um, so I think I probably just did that. And not, not that that would supposedly fix anything, but nothing has ever happened since. There was a weird experience, though. There was three little girls standing outside her door at like half two in the morning. Like little girls, no. not like teenagers. And like, it is a, like a state road, but it's like town. Like kids should not be that late. <laughs> 
and they were like talking and she doesn't know what they were talking about and she's texting me this because she knows all this so she's like I don't know what's going on <laughs> and I was like, what are they saying like are they trying to talk to you through the door like what are they doing she's like they're just standing like there's three of them they're just standing in a little circle outside talking and then uh, she looked outside again and they were gone so we don't know what that was um that is terrifying. I would, I would move house. Want to come out and play, yeah, Danny? Like, yeah, like we like we don't know. And I don't know if she knew the kids are by any chance either, but it was weird stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you just kind of, I guess I just envisioned it. And that's happened, it's happened twice, and I haven't really messed with it since. Um, that like proper spooked me out because I've never <laughs> been in, in Russia, um, obviously, you know. Um, a thing that you tell people they're like no yeah. I would do it to me like I don't know it's, it's you need to have something specific that I can like relate to I guess or understand like I got from work I told this and she tried to do it with me and she was like start telling me about a party she was at I'm like that's not gonna work like I need a like a specific I was at a party scenario. and I lost my phone can you help me find yeah, it yeah like no it wasn't something like that <laughs> on, roughly on the lines of something like that I'm like just like say she was embarrassed. I can't remember what it was. Say she was yeah. embarrassed at this party. I'm like, that's not going to help. <laughs> like, I can't envision that, you know, that sort of way. I was in a red dress. You know, yeah. Converse. And then she's basically describing the day. I'm like, no, that's not. You've just told me not that. that like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that does happen then, of course. You have people like that. Um, that's probably the, the extent of, like, my potential um, mm -hmm. abilities that I've experienced. I haven't read as much as I should. I kind of got put off at times. Yeah, that's like, fair. Uh, you're playing, you should twirl the most time. Yeah, I'm just, it's kind of burning my top <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to extend. It's pretty much you're not trying to find yourself in a Conjuring movie. So God, no. <laughs> yes. um, like, I have, uh, I actually don't like horror films. I'm not a big horror person. Um, I was I was actually going to say, like, if, it, because, like, you're not, like, I was going to also ask the question of, since you say you did, like, a bit of research, is there any sort of, misconceptions about like when it comes to like you said with the friend that just thought that oh give me your hand and you can do it um oh, there probably is like i can't think of anything like off the top of my head well like i said like i suppose the, the conception with like wicca for example is that it'd be all like satanic and stuff but it's not like there's white wicca is all like i said all about positivity more so uh there's the thing of tarot card readings and stuff they're uh, odd one to try to break down mm -hmm. because i've had readings done and it's so open-ended that it could be just yourself, you know, that kind of way. But this specific card reading that we did for like six weeks, and I don't think it unfolded exactly the way the cards had portrayed it. But so basically, uh, sorry, if you don't know as well for anyone listening, tarot cards um, are, there's a certain way you lay it out and for different readings and stuff. And you turn over, you yourself, if the reading's about you, you turn over the cards and stuff. And the cards will have certain meanings. And there's a book that will give you a guideline that what it is so you have to associate what it could mean sort of thing so that's why people don't really buy into them they're very popular at the moment like there's shops in town that i'd go into like all the time and i've noticed since this like set of lockdowns have finished there's a kid piling up outside these shops well um, i've noticed that a lot of people are doing it on tiktok tiktok is where they, they have their tiktok people. live going i'm meeting a lot of like you know give me your girls name work. And... yeah there's a lot of younger girls in work who are like big into all this now and crystals and all this sort of they're stuff trying because they're seeing it on tiktok they're trying to make it like the new pokemon card unboxings oh <laughs> i'm like i'm not gonna be one of those people who are like oh, damn kids but like it, i find it funny um so yeah tarot cards are so open-ended but like in this experience i had where we had done the six-week reading 
and there was things I feel like it could potentially mean or whatever. And you, but as soon as you're reading what the card could mean, you do instantly attach it to something in your brain. Um, I had a big falling out with a friend of mine. Um, we used to date. We broke up, and we stayed friends, good friends. Just a mutual breakup. Mm-hmm. And the thing was that one of the cards was associated with divorce. Essentially, is what it said. Now we'd been broken up ages at this point. Uh, we had a got in. We had a big falling out then on the exact week that the card had come up. That I would have so, a, a big enough loss in my life that'd be similar to a divorce. So I assume in this case it was her that we were such still such close friends and we had been a couple for years. Um, that it just happened that on this week we have this a big falling out and we stopped talking entirely. And um, so I thought that was really weird. And a couple of other instances of the reading had happened as well. But you have a book that you track all this in. If you're into like Wicca and stuff, you, you would track it all down in, in your book. Um, and you'd write your own little sayings and stuff around thoughts potentially that you'd have. Um, so it is all tracked basically. So when I went back and looked at it, I was like, that's so strange. But it just <laughs> happened to be, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. A couple of other things I think happened uh, still in the six week period, but there might have been nothing for like a week. And then like three things happened in the same week, sort of thing. Hmm. Um, so stuff like that does happen. Uh, some misconceptions like that I guess could be like people don't think it works because you're attaching it to yourself mm-hmm. or you're normally doing it off TikTok and someone doesn't know how to do it um, I feel like the whole psychic ability thing it also gets like a bad image for people because they you know use it to make money I mean at the same time if you have a, a gift I suppose it's up to you what you want to do with it but it's not all satanic and it's not it some of it can be i'm sure a, a little bit dangerous mm. um you don't get like there may be a thing but like spell books for example aren't like <laughs> these are harry potter looking things <laughs> you know some of them are literally written as magical tome books i think puffin actually have one I, I think it's the one i have at home um it's written down as poetry but when you're reading through it you'd be like this is like a spell book essentially because it has stuff like it does have specific sections of like what you'd be looking for there's like curses and stuff that come up on it i'm like i don't want to read those just in case (laughs) i have a friend that uh met a girl off hinge and she said she was into you know putting spells on people (laughs) it's a dating app so yeah he stopped talking to her in case she put a curse on him (laughs) i don't know like uh, like maybe even what kind of like concept like misconception do you think of like what's something stereotypical that you think of I can't think of anything off the top Ouija of boards. Head. Yeah, I was just about to. I was just about to say that's well, a very. I don't know how I didn't think about that. I figured just well, you see like all the videos of YouTubers and stuff yeah. like that using the Ouija board, and it's like, oh, that's fake. And but then I'm thinking to myself, you know, I know it's fake, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, nah. Just from my experiences, I'm sure stories I'll, I'll end up telling in a while. Uh, Ouija boards and stuff are something I wouldn't no, fuck with. I wouldn't right? touch yeah. it. It's really out of the fact like you're saying could be this big misconception. Now, obviously, if you're making one and then all this verse, don't buy that at all. I'm sure there is a specific way it's done and all that. But just from my experience in the past, like I'm saying, even just being able to read someone's like a description like that, that is something you don't want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here, folks, people. I mean, don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't, yeah, like, don't buy your Ouija boards from Hasbro. <laughs> That's what it is. My first Ouija board. A um, <laughs> hundred one curses for your fun times. <laughs> Actually, that same person I was actually talking about a moment. Dual sided for more fun. <laughs> the girl I used to go out, I don't know how she got her hands on a Ouija board, but she did have one. And this is before I had looked into anything. 
she stupidly came over to my house with it. And my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. She just has it. Like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and uh, he was like, get that out of the house now. Like, and my dad even got really weirded out by it. Um, I don't know where she got it. She got it off somebody. But it wasn't like a, a, like a cardboard made one. Like, this is a proper big black Ouija board with the thing on it. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what this is supposed to do. And I remember she took it back to hers then and... She was written like, oh, I don't think I should probably keep it in the house and all this sort of stuff. And she left it outside. <laughs> she left it in a bag. Like, the way her house worked was like her washing machine was like in a shed, essentially. <laughs> she mm. left it in there. And her mom, I think, came out to put washing on. And there's just a Ouija board sitting there. <laughs> and that didn't go well either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would never touch a Ouija board. No. Oh, the I'm thing not- of orbs. I think that's a very... Oh, the crystal balls? No, people see ghosts as orbs. See, I have a story that happened to me the other day. Like, that's a weird one. Because there's... If you believe in spirits and stuff, there's a lot of ways they can manifest, essentially. Um, I do imagine a lot of them are quite friendly. Um, I know my mom's had a couple of experiences with stuff like that, where there's been people she knew, or her around every year, around the date of her father passing um that um she gets these weird dreams about him and stuff and he talks to her and stuff and then there's been a couple of times where she's i think seen people she did know have passed away orbs i'm not entirely sure on i may have seen one before in that museum i was on about when i was a kid mm-hmm. but i was too young to kind of take my judgment on it now i think you know that kind of way i was about eight yeah, and I was like the peak of me being into the most haunted. <laughs> so. See, I have a story that happened the other day. I was did I te- I texted you? Oh, you came on a phone call with me after this happened. Which one was this? With, this was the other night. Uh, and I sent you a message and I just said something really weird has happened to me, and we jumped on the Discord call for like half an oh, hour. Yeah. And then you were on the phone to me while I went back out to get my laptop out of the car. So I'm I have a house down in uh, down in the deeper into the like center of the the country <laughs> why do you have to say, why do you have to say, say something mysteriously yeah. yeah but um like deep in the forest so somewhere. so it's opposite the sands breeze there's there's the house that my parents live in it's really weird the house that my parents live in like weird stuff's been happening around the house but i seem to be the only one experiencing it which is makes sense because i'm the one that spends the most time in that house but um you got your sister experience yeah yeah um so i'm I've just pulled up. I'm sitting in my car replying to text messages. I see out of the corner of my eye this light sh- like shoot past my window. And I'm sitting be- behind the house. There's a little bit that you can pull in because there's a farmyard beside it. I'm like looking around and there's nobody there. There's nobody in the farmyard. I look in my rearview mirror. There's no car lights or anything. And it was at like window height. So you could see it very clearly. Yeah. And I'm sitting outside a room that I told you an experience that I had in that room and it's like, I can see the window of that room, like looking in, there's nothing in there, but so I'm kind of like, that was weird. I'll go back to, you know, texting people or whatever. And then I see it again and I'm like, okay, there's nobody out here with a torch on their phone. Like I can't Mm -hmm. see anybody. I get out of the car, you know, I look around and then I get back in the car and I hear this knocking on the boot of my car. And then it kind of stops. And then I hear like a, on the boot of my car and I get out and there's no, there's like no dents or anything. There's no cars around that could have gone into the back of me kind of thing. 
So I just like run into the house, run through this terrifying room that I always feel really uncomfortable in anyways, <laughs> run into my room and I sent Tara a message. I'm like, I'm hiding in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Something weird's just happened. Yeah, like even what you were saying about the thing flashing by you, that's a story I told you as well. Um, the college that Grange Grounds we live in is supposed to be severely haunted by a lot of different stuff. You're saying it was a castle, it was an inn, it was a nunnery. There's been a lot of experiences, and only a couple of years ago, I was coming home one night, had to come over the back gate, um, and the, it's the more older part, because there's like a school and stuff up the top part, so it's all been more so redone, but the back of it is a little bit older, um, and there's a church and stuff that's not in use, but it's still on the grounds, and um, I was coming home, and it, now that I look at it, it would have been around 12 o'clock, just by chance, and I'm walking by. And I walk by this building. This, there's a school here. I walk by this building all the time. And the lights are kind of spaced enough apart. So I'm walking up and I just happen to glance at the wall and I see a shadow chase up and go straight through me and I go really, really cold and I don't see it anymore. It goes. And <laughs> I was like, that's really weird. It's very quiet this episode. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's, not, he's not trying to mess with any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my automatic instinct is oh shadow like you see your shadow like split and chase you all the time but normally it's like on the edge of a wall like there's another wall like just here or something the way it's like built but like it's not built any like it's a flat wall so i was like oh, i'll walk by and i'll do it again and nothing followed me that time the shadow didn't chase me if it was my own shadow it would have chased me again and it didn't i didn't even change position i literally stepped backwards and did it again and nothing <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna run to the house now and pretend nothing happened at all. Uh, but I remember getting in and looking at my like watch, and it just turned twelve o'clock when I got in the house. Yeah. And um, my theory, I was saying to you in the car, was there's an uh, the garden house in the college. It's a horrible place. Nobody likes it. Everyone in my family hates it. There's students living at it now. They're not having any issues. But when I was a kid, there was a group of students that kept getting locked out of the house. They had changed the locks, they changed the keys, and they still got locked out of the house every time. Um, and to the extent that one of the girls, I think, got locked into her own room uh, while she was asleep and the girls had left, and um, she never locked the door herself, so she got locked in her own room. The girls had left, and uh, she, uh, she'd woken up to potentially what well, could have been um, a nun sitting in the corner of the room oh. and she panicked and the girls had to open the door and she got out and then they asked, very politely asked my dad who was the groundskeeper to come up and ask the ghost very nicely to leave <laughs> <laughs> and uh, strangely nothing happened ever again but about six months later we had to move into the house while our house was getting fixed up it was horrible nothing happened but there was a certain section of the house you, just, you wouldn't go into yeah. the back end of the house again probably the older part of the house that wasn't touched and it seeped straight out into the grounds that night was always cold in two rooms. The rest of the house would be lovely and warm because it was coming up the winter. Them two rooms were always icy. Nah, you just wouldn't go in it. Um, my curtains at the time, because we were only staying in a temporarily, I don't think I had curtains <laughs> on the windows. So you'd overlook the tree garden that oh, night nice. and you'd wake up and there'd be a mirror directly in front of you and the hallway upstairs was tilted like the shining like that. Oh. <laughs> so it was like, nobody enjoyed living there. Um, but even with the tree garden, there's supposedly a story of someone who stole treasure from the British back in the day, and they'd misled him. Or they, he had misled them, and they eventually found him after he's supposed to bury the treasure, which is supposed to be at a certain tree in the back of the college. So he tied up his horse, and they found him, and they killed him, and they killed the horse. 
we've gone looking for this treasure, of course, naturally. <laughs> Where it's supposed to be, there's nothing. There's one-eyed Willie's treasure. <laughs> exactly. Like, go on, it's full goonies. Like the goonies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what happened was, you're supposed to be able to hear this horse in the back of the college. And then when I stayed in the house, I'd never heard that. Um, so then, uh, again, coming through the back gate at night, and it happens just to be so foggy this night that I can't see where I'm going. I can only see the lights that are ahead of me. And again, they're really spaced. So you're just seeing the light and you're in dark fog. And then it's the light and then you're in dark fog. Walking through the back of the college to get up to the house and I hear a horse neighing in the background and then I like hoofs and I just dart straight to the house. <laughs> um, again. But the thing with that, it was like, I live in a nice estate area. So there's like, there's horses that like pass by the house, but you don't live around here. They're just people passing through and there's like, I know the back of the grounds and it's just a big housing estate. And there's nowhere that you'd even get a horse in, potentially. It's bit, just guard, people's gardens. It's a little late to be out on a horse, too. Well, I mean, big surprise in that case. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that happened. And I just got in the house and didn't say anything. Just got straight into bed. <laughs> um, but nothing weirdly happens in our house. This is the thing. Everywhere else around the college, stuff happens, but not directly at our house. And there's been... The theory we have is that there was an, the inn that was the garden house. My mom had done research about the grounds and they found that when it was an inn, they may have had a maid who was like Down syndrome or something. They may have abused her, uh, potentially. We don't know for sure, but just from the stories, it doesn't sound like she was treated particularly well. As well at the time that it would yeah. have been an inn, people weren't going to be particularly nice. Um, so this all goes in connection with this thing passing through me potentially one night, is we have a theory that... In the house, nothing comes in the house, if anything. But the dogs and the cats that we've had sit at the specific corner of the house in the sitting room. And just the cats just stay there. And my cat now, Salem, <laughs> and he has a little <laughs> witch's pentacle. Um, Salem does it as well. But we've had other pets and they all sit in this corner at night time. Um, and it's just at the front door. So they, they always sit there. But one night I wasn't home. Um, my dad comes in to talk to my sister. Um, we have a window that's about that high. Like, you can't reach it from the outside. Um, my dad just happens to come in and talk. The dogs have been, the dog that we have, Harley, she's been sitting in this corner religiously every night. And it's very odd, and she won't leave the corner. And obviously, if you know anything about kind of like ghosts and stuff, the animals are supposedly in yeah. connection with them somehow. We see, my sister sees what looks like a ham come through the top of the window and again it's a tall window that you can't <laughs> reach in and Harley goes ballistic and it shoots out and my dad turns around and he's like right at the front door and the way the college works is there's big black gates you can find those gates but you'd be seen doing it so he opens the door and goes outside and there's nobody on this stretch of road and again there's nowhere you could just disappear to there uh, there's a field there you still you would see someone running that was how fast he got outside and um, we still don't know what that was. My theory is that if that was an inn or it was possibly this was also a nunnery that either maybe this maid or a nunner is doing rounds at night potentially, like still stuck in that loop of what they do mm -hmm. sort of situation. Uh, but I don't think they ever come into the house. Whatever they're doing, they're stopping just outside the house. They never come in. Um, so that's my kind of theory on that. Um, right. But nothing ever in the house actually happened. So. <laughs> I mean... Okay, what time are we at? Uh, we're about an hour in. 
You want to keep going? I can go as long as you want. We've you got we've got an hour. Up. We've got an hour and a half. Yeah, on the I'm card, in no so. rush. We can yeah. chat if you want. I just don't. I'm a story. Yeah, we're gonna move on. I'm like loving it. I'm looking at like the audio levels. I'm pretty sure people have probably shit themselves at around the 55 mark when you did the knock and all the Because it's probably what can I say? I'm a storyteller. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, man. Like I said, my mom has experiences. I mean, so we kind of you touched upon like a weird feeling you have when you enter a room and stuff like that. And I know I've told you about my experience, like even just running through that 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 sitting room is just terrifying to run through. I don't go in there at night kind of thing. Yeah. And anytime I go to the bathroom, I keep my head down because I have to come down the stairs past. There's nothing like real fear, is there? No. And especially when it's unexplainable. Yeah. Um, like it's like it's that like you think of the way I can describe having that kind of fear as an adult is like when you're a child and you're like werewolves are under your bed or some shit and you're like you legitimately believe that mm-hmm. and you're petrified. It's that kind of feeling, but you know there's no explanation in your yeah. old age of like you just like I don't want to fucking go over there. <laughs> Same thing. I don't like going near that garden house at night, um, and I like it's almost like it looms over the, the grounds of the college. Like it's horrible to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I have to go down these stairs and past the the doorway of this like sitting room that I've told you. Is there no st- door on it? No, there's a door on it. Oh, but okay. sometimes I find that the door is open. Yeah. But I always leave the door closed because you know that's terrifying going in there and it, the door, the lights are always off. But then I have to walk down the hallway across and down the next hallway and there's a window in between the two hallways which is terrifying. Mm. But I always just keep my head down. Because there's a, there's a window that looks out into the farmyard at the end of the other hallway. Of course. So I always just keep my head down and walk and walk and walk and into the bathroom and I lock the door on the bathroom. But Dar was telling me, telling us yesterday about a story he had where he kind of, almost like an uncomfortable feeling when you walked in a, in a room. The one about the, the TV. <laughs> we just brought I back forgot, it's the good stuff obviously yeah. I forgot about this one but uh, this all my stories these people tell you I have had very little experience in the last few years it's all when I was younger and the very odd experience in the last say oh, six say, seven years remind me of another creepy story that I feel like it'll get you okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the one of mine is you know how you get those clocks you know how a grandfather's clock yeah. Like plays a tune. You know how you can get smaller versions of those and yeah. hang on the wall, maybe this tall, with the wee mm-hmm. thing swinging on. Well, that kind of tune, you know the, the sound of them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also remembered the, the name of the, the great aunt. I can't remember if it was a great aunt or a great great aunt, but she was old and she died a millionaire basically. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, family were allowed up to the house to obviously see the house and whatever, yeah. whatever was going on. But she had died and it wasn't long after, and I think maybe a week later, my parents went up to see the house and have a look around with my auntie and I was tagging along I was maybe five or six at the time I was very young but I remember it vividly mm. but I walk into like a living room there all away somewhere else and me being young I just dandered off by yeah. myself in this house walk into a room that is completely dark bar like one lamp in the corner and it's like a TV room it's like a, like a sitting room and there's an old style TV in the corner and I'm looking around just doing whatever a young child does and I hear like the tune of one of those clocks start to play and I look around, I can't see where it's coming from, but it sounds like it's coming from behind the TV. So me being curious, I walk over and look behind the TV and there's nothing behind it. Nothing's <laughs> plugged in. All the plugs are switched <laughs> off. There's nothing. 
I just walked back out of the room yeah. and found my parents yeah. again. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't think much of it. When what I think it? back yeah. on it now, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, like stuff like... Uh, I, can, I can imagine kind of what you're talking about, like what the room looks like, and even just in my head, that sounds petrifying. So, uh, <laughs> but like, it's that thing as well. Like, I don't know, did you like Harry Potter as a kid? Never watched it or read it. So... <laughs> If that was me at that age, I probably would have been, like, excited because I adored Harry Potter. So, like, I think as I got older and I started to remember these experiences, I don't think I took much of them because I liked stuff like that and just took it as, like, oh, this could be, like, normal. <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of way. That sounds horrific, though. But if you ask him, I've never watched Harry Potter. I am. No. He says I live under a rock. I don't have. He's never. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, like, even in, in cases that, it's, it's always weird that this stuff can coincide with someone passing and i guess that might be another misconception that it has to be that case you know it just happens that maybe this i'm not sure how it works i'm not gonna pretend like i know about the actual paranormal like how all that crap works and then they have like a scale that goes off if there's a ghost or anything you know those kind of people yeah you know those sort of things but i feel like probably it must be even look i'm rambling a little bit but even to look at it at the extent of halloween the whole idea of Halloween. It's Korean or something. <laughs> uh, the extent of like Halloween in, in, in Irish mythology as well, of it, the day in between is the, supposed to be the day where, you know, the souls can cross over. And that's the whole idea. I'd imagine that because we get a lot of activity on these times, like you're saying, like neighbor passing or your, your great aunt passing, I'd imagine it's them passing over essentially that could be still that like open time period. Mm-hmm. I, I guess like this is all assumption yeah. but just from what I'm reading and stuff and ex- people's experience and you get piecing together in that kind of thought process I feel like that it kind of like makes sense of something you can't understand mm-hmm. so I was like at that way like the All Souls Day and stuff like I imagine if someone passes and their their spirit is still in the house essentially it's, there could be a couple of week period of that and transitioning away or you know a lot of ideas of spirits and stuff is that they're stuck in repetition because there's something they haven't done in, in yeah. their life, you know, that kind of way. Um, yeah, no, I don't like the sound of that at all. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, what you're saying about the a clock is uh, something, I, again, I, I said in the car, my mother, one of her stories that she published, she was very young, like, like your, yourself. She, uh, I don't know what house she was in. I just remember that the stories about, I think it's her auntie, and it would have been her cousin, just had a, uh, her auntie just had a baby. And there's one of those clocks on the wall and my mom was in the house, she might have been about eight, let's say. And I think this could be the first time she's really can pinpoint now that she had something, these kind of experiences. She got this really negative and worrying feeling and then she just felt the urge to grab the baby who was sitting on the ground off the floor. And because something was about to happen. So my mom runs over and just pulls the baby up kind of carelessly. So her, her aunt goes to give out her and clock like you're saying the small one falls right off the wall with like this sharp you know edges or the sharp hands fall straight off the floor where the baby was sitting oh jeez um and my auntie kind of or her auntie i don't think said anything <laughs> <laughs> she was just like oh you know like it was just uh, a lot of stories she published stuff like that and predictions and stuff that mm-hmm. ended up coming true a couple of years she might have had like a dream and then a couple of years later the exact thing happened um in those circumstances um Another quick story I thought of about that I think would freak you out, and I didn't mention it at all. Uh, before we originally, her, our house originally was in Tallinn, 
um, uh, which is like up near D- the Dublin Mountains. And at the time, it's it's obviously progressed a lot and there's more housing estates, but I don't know what it would have been at the time, like would have been the mm, early 90s. And it's more so about my sister, this story. Of course, right as I tell a sweet story, the rain kicks in. <laughs> um, so I think maybe at the time, maybe our house would have been <laughs> probably the closest, <laughs> the closest to the mountains. I could be wrong. Um, and my sister had an awful habit of falling down the stairs. I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, I actually be more afraid of Wario in like a dark alleyway <laughs> hearing that than like, <laughs> than like a deep medicine voice. That would scare the crap I'm going to get you. What about a pink baby? <laughs> Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Continue. Uh, my sister had an awful habit as a child falling down the stairs in that house. Like, a lot. Uh, which sounds dopey. But again, over the years, we've pieced together this that my mom, I don't know if she'd been looking into Wicca or practicing White Wiki yet. Um, but uh, she told me a story of my sister had once seen this little girl standing on top of the stairs in the house. Yeah, she was at the bottom of the stairs. And like, I think she was like in a blue, like old school, like baby dress. You're talking like a couple of hundred, like that kind of frilly baby blue dress. Um, and my sister goes to my mom and she's like, the little girl upstairs wants me to come up and play with her. She keeps asking me to come up the stairs and play with her, but she's like, I don't want to go up the stairs. And my mom was like, my mom goes over and then she's like, oh, she doesn't see anything. And she tells my sister, never go up the stairs. If she asks you to, never just come find me. My mom would have been at home all the time at that stage um, because my brother and sister were quite young. Um, so it just happens that like that story happens and my sister fell down those stairs quite a bit so we kind of just pieced together over the years that maybe that's what that was about now she was just a clumsy child as a strong possible well she would yeah. be a clumsy child but it's the fact that she was requested by this person she's never seen in the house to come up the stairs because she wants to play mm-hmm. you know something like that even talking about it, I got a bit of a yeah, I got goosebumps. Uh, I like the idea of her falling down the stairs. Let's just a group of ghosts here. Watch this. Uh, yeah, they're just like messing with her. The host pushing this child down the staircase. Wait, wait, she's getting back up. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got um, the chair. <laughs> and funny enough, my sister loves wrestling as well. It's all like ghosts throwing chairs at us or something. Have we just linked the, the, the ghosts with wrestling? The Undertaker, ghost stories, and wrestling. It's all come back together. Um. Another story I'm after just remembering. Once, once you start remembering, it just unravels. <laughs> it hit, like, again, so it's like saying when I was like reading, I was like, oh, I don't think I've had any experiences. And then I'm like, oh, I've had a lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, my sister had a house in the She lived there by herself. And two old people lived next door. One on each side. So again, noises at night would be a very odd thing because like they go to bed like eight. <laughs> you know, that kind of way. And it happened a couple of times when I was in the house where we'd heard uh, noises in the ceiling, like in the kind of skirting board, you'd hear noises going through. So that was never nice, but we kind of didn't think anything of it. My sister said a lot of stuff happened when she was there by herself as well. And it's hard that thing to understand, like, oh, you're just by yourself and the baby's upstairs. Like, what is actually happening? And when I would stay over, I'd share my niece's room. So I think Avi might have been about two or three at this point. Um, she, she was sleeping in a bed anyway. She wasn't like in a car or anything. And my sister's room was next door. I'd be in there and like the spare bed would be like covered in like, teddies and stuff. So like I'd come up later, obviously, because she'd be asleep. Like, 
me and my sister would be up quite late and then I'd go to bed. Um, and I think that night I just sat up and read for a while. Okay. And then I went to bed. So it would have been about four or five in the morning possibly when I went to bed. My niece comes down the next day. I think I'd gone home. And uh, my niece comes in to my sister. And she's like, why was granddad here? And she's like, your granddad wasn't here. She was like, and I've been staying. Down my room. Oh, just my niece. Okay. <laughs> we're we're in the game. Out. We'll get the censor. Yeah, well, uh, she was like, no, Alex would have been gone if uh, your granddad was here. And she's like, no, we sat on the edge of the bed and was talking to me last night. Like, we're like, what? <laughs> and well, she's like, what did you see? This old man. Maybe she thought maybe it was our granddad. Possibly both of our granddads have passed at this stage anyway. Like, they both passed when I was very young. Um, she, I don't know what she described. She described this old man sitting at the end of the bed talking to her and asking how she was and that she's making sure that she's doing good and that she feels okay. And, um, like, I'm asleep in the opposite bed here when she's having this experience. <laughs> and my sister's like, well, did... Did he say anything about your uncle? And he's like, no, just asking how I was. And, uh, <laughs> I love how nonchalant it sounds. Now you just got to throw the whole kid away. Like, <laughs> you have to think of it like, she's only maybe three at this point. Like, kids have imaginations. <laughs> but like, straight up seeing me asleep across from her, uh, maybe I was probably about 13 or 14 maybe. Like, and then having a conversation with this man she's never met before, but she assumes is a part of the family because he's in the house. Like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that was really weird. Um, I have a story about like a figures appearing like where you're sleeping. Yeah. I've told you this story. I've told everyone this story, we'll, I think. We're at like an hour 15 right now, just so. We'll do 15 more minutes. Yeah. 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 Just a, Can I get another story in too? Yeah. Do you have any more stories you want? No, like I said, I have very minimal sort of experience yeah, when it comes to... You don't belong here. Hop I'm just here for the jokes. <laughs> so Bad jokes. I was told I was going to wear a hot dog costume or something, and I'm satisfied. Yeah. So, I, so I actually have, have two stories that kind of occurred within like two or three days of each other. You told me about these when they happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first, the first story would be, you know... Um, I'm in my room and I have trouble sleeping, so I drink chamomile tea before I go to bed. And it was one night that I was, you know, I was probably like gaming later, editing something, and uh, my sister was staying in the house down, in, in the room downstairs. And, you know, so I go into the kitchen, I put the kettle on, and it's an old house, so when it's really windy, like the lights flicker and stuff like that, but it was clear as, as you can be. Uh, and... There's a, there's a couch in the sitting room, and the sitting room's connected to the to the kitchen. There's two sitting rooms in this house. And so I've got my phone plugged into the wall. I'm sitting on the, on the couch waiting for the kettle to finish boiling. And all of a sudden, the light in the kitchen starts to flicker. And then the light above me starts to flicker. And I feel this overwhelming sensation of, I need to get out of here. It's just like, I'm unwelcome in this room. And so, you know, I just yanked the phone charger out of my out of my phone and sprint up the stairs. And then the next morning, you know, uh, my sister gets afraid of 
everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't say anything to her, and she kind of just said, you know, oh, were you walking up and down the hallway last night? Like, were you pacing up and down the hallway last night? And I said, no. And she said, oh, I thought I heard somebody walking up and down the hallway outside our room. So that's the first story. And then a couple of days later, I'm sleeping on a couch in the other sitting room. And it's dark. And this is the room that I have to pass by to go to the bathroom at night. And the door is slightly, slightly open to let light in because I don't like sleeping with the light on. Um, and uh, it must have been like half two in the morning. And I, I'd been asleep and I woke up and it wasn't like I was still asleep kind of thing because I can remember it very vividly. Of I kind of, because I'm lying on my side because I'm on the couch and I look up and there's just this dark figure in the shape of a man just staring at the wall, just like, <laughs> just completely stone, just, just stone cold. And the way that the door was ajar, letting light in, like it was lighting up that side of the room. Mm. And I could very like easily pick out uh, a shadowy figure. So I shut my eyes and, you know, like, yeah. cause I can't move. I'm paralyzed with fear at this point. And I'm getting that same, like, get out of here, get out of here sensation. Mm -hmm close my eyes and I open them again it's gone I just grab my dude and I run out of the room because <laughs> I'm like I do not want to be in there <laughs> oh, like I don't know if I think I've seen things like that in my life but like again they're not strong enough feelings to me to like be sure but that but that's that, a... that thing of where you're like I can't actually remember what it is now but I've had a moment where I've been seen something I've been so like paralyzed that I can't um, and like there, that is such a strong, horrible feeling because you're like, I really need to get up. I really need to get up, but like, I just nothing is working. My mm. limbs do not work, and it's such a like. It's almost like you've been like duct taped to a chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that where you're just like, I really want to get up, but I really can't. And it's annoying me now that I can't remember what it was. Um, but like that, there's. That's like, even you just describing that, like, I instantly just know what that feels like. It's just not fun. It's, it's almost like a sleep paralysis thing, but yeah, I know that I was awake. Once, and like, maybe that's like the closest thing you can compare yeah. it to. But oh my God, it's like, you're, yeah, it's like you may as well just melt into the ground. Like, I'm curious what your stories are now. Yeah. You're probably oh, like, um, this would be the one to add it on, so make it big. This last. Thanks for that. Yeah. All no pressure, pressure is on no, you. No pressure. All pressure is on you. So give me this is the story I've told you about about the, the lights. Oh yeah. The oh lights. yeah, this is creepy. So basically, we were having a party at our house one night and this this house is a fresh build. We built this house in two thousand and twelve. Well, we were mm. building it for maybe two years. We moved in in two thousand and twelve. It's a fresh build on a fresh site. And uh it's out in the country and there's a there's a big lane coming down to it. It's maybe a quarter of a mile long, the lane. But the first half of it comes down a hill and then it square right like that. So you come down like this mm. and then right angle down this way, but along this side. So when you're coming down here, all you can see is trees. You have to like go around the trees and then down past them. But if you're coming down that lane at night and see a car coming up, you can see through the trees, just headlights through the trees, you know, yeah. if, if there's a car coming. So we were... We're used to seeing this at this point because it was a party at the house, but me and my mother had went to go get something. I can't remember what it was. But we're on our way back, coming down the lane. We see 
two headlights come up through the trees. And I seen it, but I didn't say anything. I didn't feel any discomfort. Mm. It was You're normal. Used to it, yeah. Used to it. She had seen it, and I seen her slowing down coming up to the corner because it's a bad corner to meet on. Yeah. It's only the width of one car. It's a stone lane. And I seen her slowing down. I was just thinking, oh, that's good. She's seen it. She's not going to crash into one of our guests. We go around the corner and there's nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. No car. And we live out in the middle of fields. Yeah. So the first thing that came into my head is a tractor in the field. Yeah. Field lights. Looked in the fields as far as I could see. No tractors. And uh, in the space of time we had left and come back, it was sort of at the end of the party and anybody who was left had gone. There was nobody there. And there's no other way off our property. Mm. There's a fence and trees. The only way off our land is up that lane. And... Uh, so obviously we were expecting a car and we come around the corner, see nothing. I look over, she looks at me. We're just like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was so confusing. And we've told my father about it. He does not believe. He, he doesn't say you are full of shit. Yeah. But you know by the look on his face, he's like, don't believe you. <laughs> but hand on heart, I saw it, I'd she saw it. It's 100% true. It, there could be an explanation, but I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I don't know anybody who has been able to explain it. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. The baby outfit doesn't help the story. <laughs> I, swear, I swear my mommy thought too. <laughs> Just I, I actually I remember now what like froze me in place, but I don't know if it's certain sort of thing. Um, our mutual friend of ours, his dad used to run a youth group, and uh, we went up one night uh, to the Hellfire Club. And I love the Hellfire Club. It's still one of my favorite places to go. Um, and if people don't know, the Hellfire Club has this big story about a lot of European countries have where the, you get an unexpected visitor knocking on the door in the middle of the night. You ask to come in and stay the night. They play cards. Someone drops the card. They see who's on the ground. And the devil supposedly shoots through the roof. And the Hellfire Club does have a massive hole in its roof. Or I don't think it has any roof, actually, anymore. But... Um, we were up there for something. We just went on the walk and it was quite late enough. Um, it would have been maybe eight or nine and we were up there for ages. We went up as it was bright and it was getting dark when we were up there. And then we start making our way down. But we, of course, didn't. The group of us decided not to go down the path and go through the trees. Um, it always reminds me, and you haven't seen Harry Potter, but you know when they get chased <laughs> by the bounty hunters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just whizzing through the trees. That's all you can hear when we're whizzing through the trees, like running down, messing. And um, we would have been about 12 or 13 again. And I was running down. And I remember stopping because there was something standing. What I can feel something watching me here. This way. So like there's five or six of us and we're running down. And I just remember stopping because I feel something looking at me here. And I do turn around and it's dark. So it's time to see. And I obviously know all this about the Hellfire Club. And I just feel like there's, I can just make out something looking at me from the trees. Um, now, again, I froze in place until someone behind me ran up to me, like just still coming down. And then I kind of just woke up and we just kept going and I didn't say anything. Um, so it's just one of those moments of like, is my mind just playing tricks on me? Um, but obviously now trick years of learning all this sort of stuff. I'm like, maybe there was something standing watching, you know, uh, not Slenderman or anything, <laughs> but um, stuff like that. Uh, it's just nerve wracking. If you have any other scary stories, I have a funny story that we could finish on. We can end off. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. What, yeah. uh, Jordan, uh, who you had on this. Uh, yeah. Me and her. It's been, cookie for 
No, yeah, Cookie. Yeah. Okay, well, so Cookie, who was on this, uh, me and her, we've been friends since we were four years old. Um, and well, that's how I know you. Yeah, it's like, through it's, 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 Jay. Uh, it's through her and our other friend, Nathan, who didn't want to come. <laughs> um, I'm going to bury Nathan now. Um, Upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, basically, when we were in her house, um, and it was around Halloween, so we were watching the horror movie. And the way her house works is it's her house, it's like a little bit of a garden, and then they turn their shed into like a mini cinema, basically, and like a gaming room and stuff. It's cool. We're out there. There's no curtains on the wall, and it's getting dark. We're watching The Babadook, because I think it only come on Netflix, and our other friend is Australian, and he was the one who recommended it. <laughs> this is an Australian film. Um, great film. Really like it. We're sitting there, okay? It's getting dark. All the lights are off in the house. And me and her just happen to be sitting beside each other on this big sofa, and I can see the house, and a light pops on in the house. And I'm like, oh, is someone home? She's like, no. I was like, my brother and my mom and dad are in the lobby home for a while. I was like, well, I'm after seeing a light come on. Like, you can see the light. That light is just turned on. And we, again, we're very young. 14, 15, panic. We're like, is someone in the house? Like, she rings her parents and her brother. No one's home. So we panic. And me and Nathan decide to we'll go in and investigate. And I, like, I cannot Classic describe Nathan. how... Classic Nathan. Well, I think it might have been my idea, but the two of us are idiots. Uh, I just remember how tense this was. Because getting dark, there's been... It did, maybe this was the year where all the clowns were a problem? Okay. <laughs> it might have been that year. Gibby loves clowns. I hate clowns. <laughs> it might have been the year all the like the, the mysterious, like possibly killer clowns were going around, and it, it did come over to Ireland briefly. There was a couple of problems. I mean, it happened in my school. There was a big problem. Somebody got stabbed. All right. <laughs> it was. I didn't go to a great school, yeah. but it was a problem. Like we knew about them. Uh, so I maybe that's why we were so tense. I just remember being absolutely the tensest I've ever felt in my life. And I've been in like high situations, even in like wrestling matches, I'm like, oh, I might die now. Um, like your songs are wrong, you're like that close to landing on your head. <laughs> like tense situations. I remember being like, I'm like, okay, we need to take our keys out of our pockets, just be as quiet as we want to take our shoes off, put our phones down, outside, turn them on silent. We go into the house, and like we go into our house, and there's a, a sitting room and there's a kitchen, and then there's like a sitting area and stuff. It's all connected. So we go in, and we're like, what if someone's in the house? What are we supposed to do? Um, so I'm like, we go to the kitchen. I think Nathan has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and I get like, the, you know the thing that like the, the, the spork looking thing that you used to like pick up steak? Like, like, double pointed. Oh, yeah, I but... turn around, but he's so close to me, I nearly stab him. <laughs> so we investigate the whole house. The light that come on was in the bathroom out of all places. So that was really odd. So we turn the light off, go upstairs. I even check the attic. I've never been in her attic before. Even go up there. There's nobody in the house. Okay. We don't know what that was. We go back. Like, they've paused the movie outside. So we go back downstairs. Take a deep breath. Nothing happens. It's fine. I put everything back in the kitchen. Again, maybe 10 minutes later, happens again. The light comes on. Again, we're like, nobody would have been home in those 10 minutes. So we don't check her her parents around. We go in, we look. Again, nothing in the house. Maybe about half an hour goes by. It's come on again. And now she's really packing. Because now she's bringing her parents, bringing her brother. No, we're not coming home anytime soon. There's no one in the house. What is going on? 
Um, or maybe she's texting. Maybe I'm texting. Makes more sense in this case. So we go in again. Still tense, but not as tense as the first time. Now we're just confused about what's happening. And off the light again. Comes on a fourth time. And it's getting really dark now. And like the film is also escalating. And we're like, what is going on? She rings her man. And she's like, like, I'm on my home waiting. What is going on? Why are you sitting? Oh. I think we've run out of time. I know, but the thing is, like, you're wrong. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I'd say like uh, we can still like finish up the story and then just use one of the images that you took. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the ghost. The ghost doesn't want the story to finish. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's like, "What is going on?" She's like, "A lot it keeps coming on the house, and the two of them are going in, and they can't find anything. We don't know what's happening." She's like, "What light is coming on in the house? The one in the bathroom?" I was like, "You're an absolute." That's motion censored. The cats are going in and just wandering in and out of the bathroom. <laughs> and I remember looking at her going, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I've been sitting here panicked that there's a ghost running around your Babadook house. Himself. The Babadook himself has gotten into your house and it's just your two cats wandering <laughs> in and out of the bathroom, setting off the motion sensor. I just, we felt so stupid. But uh, it just, yeah, it doesn't help. You're watching a horror film and it's like, could be killer clowns running around and it's coming up to Halloween. Oh, I've never felt so stupid in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh. I think I've realized that our microphones are no longer being recorded. <laughs> I thought like you were recording levels. Just that mic. Oh, just that mic? Yeah. Does that uh, mic pick up anything around or is it, you know? Uh, I, I see like a, a few sort of levels coming in. <laughs> That's all from us here at the Glutes Podcast for episode four. Uh, We've had a lot of technical difficulties filming this weekend. Uh, so if you did enjoy, be sure to hit the subscribe button, uh, ding dong that notification bell, uh, and just tickle the like button. You know, just, just quickly, give <laughs> just it, give like like his mustache. Oh! <laughs> you just rip it. He ripped off his mustache. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's going on the not a soup can. <laughs> not soup. <laughs> now it just says soup can. <laughs> um, if you did enjoy, you know, hit the subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends. This one has been pretty spooky. A lot spookier than I thought it would be. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dara. <laughs> if you are listening on our audio platforms, be sure to hit the follow button and we will be back next week with some more videos for your faces and, and, the, socials. and the socials. The socials are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. And Instagram. <laughs> so be sure to check us out over on there. And we'll also plug Alex's Instagram. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be on screen or down in the My description. My Twitter is, uh, I think, underscore uh, Alex Grayson underscore. Um, I don't post too much on that. It's just sharing shows and stuff. But um, yeah, we'll sort out the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort out the socials for Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And we will most likely have you on at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, all right. Cheers. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>